Oh, damn, that didn't work. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> One of these days, you're going to get your intro right. <laughs> I know. But I think, like, me messing up the intro is our intro. Is that where we're at now? Yeah. I remember when, at the beginning, we had thoughts of, like, a theme song and everything like that? We and know. Now we have we come into... Like, we talked to a singer and was just like, yo, you're going to do the intro, bro. We're going to get you the script. I got, I, I wrote out lyrics to an intro. You did write out lyrics. And then and here we are with your signature messing up. Really. I mean, this is what it I gives do. Us, you know what? It gives us, you know, character. This is what I do. It's like welcoming home to our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Anyway, welcome to another episode of Black Girl Charmed. Ah! It's so cute because I have this sword in one hand, so I'm like trying to protect myself. And then with the wand, I'm just like, Black Girl Charmed. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm your co-host, Ray, joined by my co-host. Janelle. You see, I'm better when I have things in my hand because then I'm, you know, whenever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man guys we are at we the made season it. finale we are at the season one finale <sighs> how do you Who feel would have thought ah it's it's been a ride right like mm-hmm. who would have thought 22 episodes later we would be here ah this one was rough i feel like i've like i know i watched it before because it definitely felt you know i had that deja vu feeling boom boom but it definitely like felt like I was watching it for the first time, and I was like, "Oh my god, it was!" Rough. It definitely felt like something I have seen before, but like in the nineteen fifties, because there are some parts of this episode that just feel very like, "Baby girl, I'm going off to war, and I don't know if I'll ever see you again." There's a you. scene where I was like, "Oh." This is it. It's happening. <laughs> All I want to say is, I want a man to love me as much as Andrew Trudeau loves Prue, but I want that man to have more sense than Andrew Trudeau. <laughs> have more right? sense. Have more common I w- sense. I have some damn common sense because I was just like, bro, hold me. Hey. What Ain't made no you way. think? Uh, it was, it was, yeah. There's so how was your happening. week though? How was your week? My week was fine. Um, I finally finished season seven of Scandal, guys. Oh. I finally finished. And like, you know what? For all intents and purposes, y'all should let B613 Olivia rock. Because y'all are, y'all were... She did nothing wrong. B613 Olivia did nothing wrong. Y'all just don't like a black woman being that strong. Y- y'all literally, like, it's cool when it's Rowan. It's cool when it's a black man being violent. But let it, let it be Candy Alexander. Let it be fucking Olivia Pope. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Candy Alexander was batshit crazy, though. <laughs> she gave her all her freedom. She gave that there were a freedom. couple of screws loose with her mother. It was great There's to watch. There's a thousand screws loose with her daddy. I know, but that shit was sexy. Mm. <laughs> but like, 
exactly when it's rowing, it's like, oh, I mean, guys, it's rowing. What do you expect? Oh, it's Eli Pope. It's the Maskis. He had mad names. That episode <laughs> where they kill his boo thing. I don't know. Where what, he kills his boo thing. Well, remember he at the beginning, her. you don't, you don't, rem- you don't realize that he kills his boo thing. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the best few episodes of Rowan ever. Cause the way That's he's crazy. just like, ah, and then you find out that he actually did it. <sighs> so good. That was some good writing. Which wild. Now I feel like is... I gotta watch it, but I don't, I don't have the capacity. You don't... <laughs> like, honestly, cause like, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched Scandal, y'all wanted her to kill Cyrus Bean. And was like, but was happy that she didn't kill Cyrus B. But then Cyrus kills David. So like. It was a bunch of unhinged people in power, bro. <laughs> but like, y'all are devastated that this man is dead. But like, I mean, it sucks that David's dead. But at least Olivia didn't kill Cyrus. Because David didn't matter. I mean, in the grand scheme of things. Honestly, no. Justice for David, because I met that man in real life. There's a a photo on one of my social medias of me and that man. I met him at a TV festival, ATX, a few years ago. The nicest human being ever. That's nice. So, like, justice for David. That's why his death didn't matter. Do you remember in, like, peak scandal when his obituary was going around? Oh, when they did that whole bit, like when it, who was gonna die, James or David? And it was just like, well, bye, David. <laughs> Ooh, I think I still have the obituary on my Instagram. <laughs> 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 but like, Gosh, yeah, scandal was was perfect. God, social media on Thursday nights was great. What's funny is, um, like Joe watched a couple of episodes of Scandal with me, and he was just like. There's killing on this show? There's straight up murder on this show? I mean, it's called Scandal. He was like, nah, but like when like Huck would take like a screwdriver to somebody. Oh, Huck was God. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have an issue with sociopaths. He didn't know that that was a thing that was happening on the show. He just thought it was just like sex and the president. And that's why a lot of men thought that shit. Like it was just sex and the president. Like, Nah, bro. People get literally tortured in between the sets. Like, y'all got Game of Thrones. We got Scandal. Like, it's the same thing. Oh, my goodness. So, okay. So, you finished Scandal. What else? What else have you been doing? I am working my way back on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I am now on season eight. The Teddy season. Like, Teddy's introductory season. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Lisa you sent Van- me that Dorit bit, right? Yeah, Lisa Vanderbump brought Dorit on the show, and Dorit brought Teddy. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Teddy Mellencamp is one of the most boring people I have ever watched <laughs> you- <laughs> on social media. She's just like, okay, your dad's um, a singer. That's nice. Um, they went to like Las Vegas for um because Teddy, Dorit, Erica, and Lisa Rinna, their birthday, they're all cancers and their birthdays are all like within a few days of each other. 
So they went to Vegas to celebrate and Dorit won eight, I mean, Dorit, uh, Teddy won $800 at like Blackjack or whatever. She was like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. I can, mm, you can spend your million. I'm good with my $800. And I want to be like, oh, wow, Teddy, that's so realistic. Cause that is realistic. But there's just yeah. something so. But I'm Beverly Hills. Teddy. Yes. Yeah. There's just yeah. something like. I expect that, which is hard to say, but I expect that from like Atlanta. I don't expect that from Beverly yeah. Hills. Exactly. Like she, yeah. her whole job is an accountability coach where she like, she's the person testing, texting you to be like, Hey girl, did you go to the gym today? That's her job. That's her fucking job. And like, <laughs> you over here, you, you are making money talking about how, Hey girl, did you go to the gym today? Did you get your workout in? Did you? Hmm. Hmm. what'd you do today but that's she's like <laughs> is that really what her job is yes I didn't know she had a job to be honest I really just thought her job was the fact that she was Melon Cabin's daughter so no that's her job oh and okay. like and for her to be like well I don't want to spend this $800 because you know I mean I don't want to gamble anymore or do whatever like it just like there's a difference between me being like, I want eight hundred dollars. I'ma stop right here. I'm good. Then Teddy fucking Mellencamp, whatever her husband's last name is, being like, ooh, y'all got mm. y'all flew here in the PJ. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> All right. So besides Beverly Hills, is that it? Are you doing anything yeah. else? Or you- um, nothing's really on. Um, we did. We finished Snowfall. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Cause I think I'm at my wit's end, and <laughs> I can't do anything more but vapid women complaining about like winning eight hundred dollars at the fucking casino in Vegas. You know, I feel like I'm not burnt out, but I also don't think I have like the capacity to take on like a full drama. You know what I'm saying? Like I've literally just been watching (laughs) like you. I've literally just been watching reality shows for the most part. I finished season two of put a ring on it. And I finished this season of ready to love, which season one of put a ring on it. It was good. But season two, God it's on own Ray. Like it reminds me of peak, black reality TV. It's not as ghetto. Nowhere near as ghetto. But there's a couple... Like season, two, like season two, Love and Hip Hop, Chrissy fighting in the hotel room? No. So there's no like... So there's no fighting or anything like that. But there's a couple on Put A Ring On It where you can clearly tell that this dude like... Why you even come to this show? Like, did you just want validation for the fact that your man's a piece of shit? She... He had a... I guess they lived together, but he also kept a condo that he would say, this is for us. This is for each, this, this is for us. Why would I get rid of it? And she would be like, the condo in the same fucking, state that we live in. I know you fucking bitches in this shit. Like, I know you're fucking bitches in this shit. He was like, why would you think that? That's not the type of person I am. I've dedicated all my life to you. Why would you? It's been 14 years. Why would you think that? And she was like, because mm, something don't seem right in the water. Why would you keep it's this been condo? 14 years? 
14 years. So I'll put a ring on it. Basically, you're not really giving an ultimatum, but you're trying to work through your issues with a therapist who, by the way, her makeup is bomb every episode. So you're working through your issues with this therapist, but you're also going on dates to see like, what are you missing? Why are you not getting that spark? Do you think that you can get this spark with somebody else? Because clearly there's a hesitation on why you're not moving to the next step. So she meets this girl, he meets this girl, which she's a lot more flashier, way more flashier than the girl he's, the girl he's with. with. Mm-hmm. And from day one, I was like, he going to put his finger in her vagina. Like <laughs> just the way that they were acting. And she was being like mad disrespectful to the fact that he had a relationship. And you knew what you came on this show to sign up for. You knew that he had a girlfriend. Why are you acting like this? So come to find out. When he was like, he no longer wants to move forward with her, he was like ghosting her. And the therapist was like, you can't do that. You went on four dates with her. You're the only one in this group who like had a consistent dating partner. You need Mm -hmm. to be open and honest with this girl and let her know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So he takes her restaurant and she was like, oh, so now you want to pick your girl when you were hiding in the bathroom and calling me, telling me you ain't want to be with her. Now you want to be with your girl. Did you tell her we fucked in the condo? (laughs) You know what? It was good. It was good. It was great. It was, oh, it was great. It was awesome. I can't do those. I want to do (laughs) that. In theory, I would love those shows, but like after the first two episodes, I'm always like, nah, I can't. I can't. Like, I love myself way too much to go so, through the secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> like, so sometimes, so there's four couples, mm-hmm. and like for season one, it was like two girls who didn't want to go down this path. Mm-hmm. For this episode, for this season, there was. One girl who was really hesitant on like moving forward to the point Mm -hmm. where her man broke down in the bathroom crying. I was like, that's what I like to see. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? That's what I like to see. Make him suffer. A man ruined. Make him work. (laughs) A man ruined. Okay. And the reunion was even better. Was even better because the girl came out and she was attacking the ex because obviously they broke up. Mm-hmm. She was attacking the ex-girlfriend and the ex-girlfriend was like, but he didn't want to be with you because he was crying on the phone to me after we got together, after we broke up because he still wanted to be with me. And the, the new girl turned to him and was like, is that true? And he was like, well, yeah, but like you knew why you came on the show. And she was like, I thought you, you picked me. And the, the ex-girlfriend was like, he picked you. After I no longer wanted him. Just embarrassment. Just, oh, it was great. It was great. God, it was good. It was, you don't get that anymore. <laughs> it was, it was, it was great. It didn't feel like manufactured or forced. Mm-hmm. And I typically watch it like when I'm working, cause it's great background fodder. Cause you can then pick up like all the good shit. Oh, mm-hmm. it's perfect. Put a ring on it. Own is doing it. I'm telling you, I cannot wait for Love and Married, Love and Marriage, Hunt- Atlanta, Huntsville? Potomac. Virginia? No, Huntsville's already had them. No, what they're calling them. But Monique, I am ready because Carlos King is the devil, but God, he's good at what he does. 
and I am ready. I mean, you got to be good at what you do to be, you know, the best. I am ready. I mean, oh God. <laughs> what Mona Scott put together, let no man put us under. Okay. You hear? You hear? You going to take me back to the trip club? <laughs> I want it on my tummy. <laughs> Stevie. Oh, man. <laughs> The I want it on my tummy freestyle. I have not heard the freestyle. (laughs) Do I want to hear? Do I need to like Google this? No, no. Because it is, it is so bad. It is, but like, what do you want on your tummy? (laughs) Exactly how I said it is exactly how she says it. It's just like, girl, are you rapping or are you like gagging right now? What's happening? But anyway, we are uh, 17 minutes in. Yes. Oh, man. This is episode... So, ooh, I'm so sad. I'm so choked up already. I'm fucking up. This is season one, episode 22. Deja vu all over again. All no Beyonce. Over again. I was going to bust it out, too. I was ready. My Can arms. we afford it? Can we afford no. that? Exactly. Mm-mm. Let me sing it out. We can't. <laughs> anyway, the original air date. See, I can be a corny mom too. Um, <laughs> you are a corny mom. What are you talking about? <laughs> you were a corny mom before I was. Um, the original air date is May 26, 1999. My God, I don't want to say what I was getting ready for it. During this what time, were you gonna say? I'm not gonna say. Gosh, in 1999, I was graduating. I was getting ready to do like graduation from the eighth grade. I was graduating from the fifth grade. <laughs> As we go, on, oh, no, remember- that was high school. <laughs> it was definitely like I believe I can fly. Yes. It was definitely, I believe I can fly. Yes, you're right. You're right. It definitely was. It definitely and... was. You see how that's tainted? You see how that's tainted forever? Forever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. Forever, seems so. Damn it. Why would you get me started? <laughs> Ooh. Guys, know that. I could always drop a bar when I need to. Anyway. I love how we discussed in pre-pro that we're not going to go off the rails like last episode, but it really seems like... I don't remember having that... I don't remember having that discussion. I'm sorry. (laughs) We definitely briefly were like, wow, it's been three hours. We need to like pull it in. I said we would be better as we go along. I never said we would be better today. I mean that three up that three hour episode was great. It was good. Bruh. I need a little I need a little You're beard. welcome. You know what? Beard. I want to I want to apologize and I want to say you're welcome. Because I know if you guys were listening to that episode at work, you had to pause when we got to the to the hotepri. Because I had to pause when we got to the hotepri. Because what is wrong with us? Why do our brains work that way? I mean, I love it that it works that way, but guys, what the fuck? Oh man, it was good. It was it was off the chain. 
per so, usual. You know, this episode. But this is what I feel like is a little somber. So. But because I don't do well with bad emotions and somber oh God, emotions, that's right. I will forever. I will forever pivot. Like, is it getting sad in this room? Let's be crazy. But anyway, the writers of this episode were Brad and Constance. So you know, opening and closing. Um, but Javier, Javier had in the story editing. Story edit- yeah, he's the- I was Javier. so mad when I saw his name come up. We learned last week that Javier is the executive story editor. So. Okay, as long as he stays editing and not writing, I think I'm okay with that. But I feel like this is definitely Brad and Constance in their, like, their heyday. Yeah. Because they they took us home. Constance started this. They took us home. They did. The director of this episode is Les Sheldon. We first met him in From Fear to Eternity. And you guys can listen to that episode for his credits. I'll just say that... (laughs) After this, he did Dawson's Creek. He does not pop up again as a, as a director for um, Charms ever again. But I do believe... No, that's it. That's pretty much it for him. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Yeah, that's about it. We can jump right into the summary. So, the Peacock summary. Nice and easy. The demonic sorcerer tries to banish the sisters from Earth forever. I guess. That one's kind of eh. The IMDB. A warlock repeatedly attempts to kill the charm ones. With the demon Tempest turning back time after each failure so he can try again. If I could turn back time. If I could find no way. <laughs> Just check. <laughs> I can't wait till we get video. My God. Because me just swaying with, <laughs> with my foil. And just like. <laughs> We're going to do better. We're going to do better. Keep going. Keep going. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, more on point. Yeah. I feel like we know who this warlock is by now. So it's just very weird that we're being vague on the, like, Rodriguez has a name and it's Rodriguez. Okay. Anyway. What does the DVD say? The DVD's like, Look, Girl. let me give you everything. <laughs> Girl, let me take a sip out of my fucking skull mug. Ooh, a skull mug. Yep. Me, 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 me. Wow. Wow. That that was a choir throwback. Okay. <laughs> Fighting for their lives. The charm ones. Fighting ones. evil by I'm sorry, I don't know what's wrong with me this morning. We from a real fight. She is the one named Sailor Moon. She will never turn back on friends. She is always there to deep. I don't know the rest of the words. 
<laughs> Wait, you know, I do, I do. She is the one on who we can depend. She is the one named Sailor. Sailor Venus. Sailor Mercury. Sailor Mars. I meant you were Sailor twerking Jesus. in your seat. That's how you got pregnant. That's how you got pregnant. You know, I, I could do, I, you know, back in my day, I could do a little something, something. <laughs> now I'm tired and I'm overheating. So you're good. You're good now. Okay. <laughs> Let's try this again. Fighting for their lives, the charm ones, combat, time sorcerer, tempest, guest star, David Carradine. Spoiler alert. Who Did they really created- put that in there? Yes. I don't feel like they've ever called out a guest star before. Because they never had David Carradine before. I about to say they were like, we're gonna let you know right now. We spent money on this episode, okay? <laughs> Not even done yet. Who has created a terrifying time loop? It is a race against the clock as the sisters try to find a way out of their terrifying fate. Why the double use of terrifying is my thing. To let you know how terrifying it is. Like, I was typing it out and I was like, I felt like I typed terrifying already. Am I just being ADD? Nah, they just used the same word. They're like, just in case you didn't understand... The terror that you're about to be in, let's throw it in there again. I'll give you, look, terrifying time loop. There, That works. Terrifying time. See? The TT. TT. I think it should have been like terrifying time something else. Like, where's the alliteration? They they dropped the ball on that. (sighs) I feel that that gets too wordy. Terrifying terrifying time time travel. Yeah. But is it time travel or you're... First of all, they literally should have said, y'all, it's a Groundhog's Day episode. <laughs> it's Groundhog's Day with demons. That's what it with is. Demons. It's well, we Groundhog's know why you're Day. in that writing blurbs. <laughs> it's Groundhog's Day with a useless ass cat and demons. Yo, Kit don't be doing shit, yo. <laughs> Kit don't be doing not a goddamn exactly. thing. The last exactly. few times we've seen Kit, this bitch is knocking shit over. What are you doing, Kit? What are you doing? You know what? Let's just start this episode. Go the okay. <laughs> so the co-op. First of all, oh, I have <laughs> notes. I don't have complete notes, but I have notes. So okay. I don't like these music cues. I hate it. I hate it. So like. It's not. Oh, okay. I appreciate the cue. No, no, no. I appreciate <laughs> the cues. It's just like it's not the right music. It's not the right music. Oh, that's because right. you're on. Yeah. Okay. Because mine was dope. Yeah. I think mine hit even like when we get to my cue for the opener, it hits even harder because of like now. But we'll get there. We'll get there. So. How, so first of all, we already know Rodriguez is a demon, right? Because yeah. how you affording that penthouse with that look on a cop's salary? I mean, how? I thought we knew he was a demon when he hissed his partner to death last I mean, week. I, I mean, I know, but like, is that a is that a demon or are you like funneling drug money? Because what what was that? Wow, was racism that? at large. Mm. How is that racism? Because his name is Rodriguez. He got to be funneling no, drugs. No, because they've done reports where the drugs always go missing. Mm-hmm. That's a cop thing. 
Mm. You you know what? Let me. I'm gonna have to edit that out because I'm not trying to get shot. Oh, but you can leave me to the Beyonce stands. <laughs> but you can leave me out to the Beyonce stands. You want me on a shirt though? You want I me on a on shirt? shirt too? I can be on a shirt too. The fuck? <laughs> you know these black men not gonna have my back. Did we just do a whole episode last week? like the Mike Flowey maxi skirts and some of them Croc sandals. What, Birkenstocks. That's what you need. Some Birkenstocks. I've been living in my Nike slides, which are just like black girl Birkenstocks. <laughs> I do want a pair of Birkenstocks. I definitely they are so comfy. I'm so mad that Payless went out of sale. I mean, went out of business because they had their own version of it and it was super comfy. You know who got their own? Oh, see, because you, Wally World. You better order them from Wally World. I'm going in today. All right, so um, okay. send me pictures. I'll send anyway, you like, okay. this has anyway. nothing to do with the podcast. <laughs> my bad, my bad. So this is what happens when you get best friends together, guys. I'm so sorry. Because we're like, the two I don't like best the friends that anybody could have. We're the two best friends that anybody could have. <laughs> I thought you were overheating. <laughs> anyway, but I don't like the music cues. I don't like the music used in this episode. And I guess, like, again, it's probably, like, the peacock difference. Which is weird because, uh, like, it's done. Like, it's dramatic music. And what he's doing is, like, he has photos of all the sisters. And, like, every time creepy. Like, so he's been surveilling them for a, for a while at this it's, point. Oh, gosh. So, um... And, like, he has a photo. Like, I'm not, I don't remember the order in which he does it. It doesn't really I matter. Prue, Piper, Phoebe. So the order of the birth order, basically. Yeah. So, and every time he flips a photo over, there's like a dramatic like piano key as he flips it over. <laughs> but like the piano key that they use on Peacock is so like, it feels like a cartoon. Like, <laughs> it literally feels like Gargamel is like, I'm gonna get you, fucking you Smurfs. Ah, I don't remember Gargamel cursing in the Smurfs, man. (laughs) Look, man. What movie was that with the guy from? My um. You know what I'm talking about. My um. I said, "Fuck is my um." Oh, I but no, I was saying that that reminds me of God. Jason Siegel. Siegel. What movie was that? Where he Smurf? where he does the No, it's not Smurfs, where he does the whole uh he ends up doing the whole vampire oh play. um something Sarah Marshall. Yeah, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Sarah but Marshall, remember yeah. he does the background music for like their version of yeah. SVU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. 
Oh, <laughs> it took us a while to get there, but we got there. It did. It did. Um, See if I'm saying, I'm gonna call you, boo. I'm gonna call you. Um, so Tempest arrives in a ball of flame because, again, on his drug money, he definitely has this bomb ass fire pit in his dead house. First of all, yo, David Carradine in this role, uh, he was too good for them. It he was, was too per- good. It was. The perfect mix of like, I'm a demon, but I also really don't give a shit. And I was just sitting here. When he told Tempest to watch his tongue, I mean, when he told Rodriguez to watch his tongue, oh, I was like, that's what we pay. That's what we pay that good peacock money for. (laughs) (laughs) But he definitely, he came out and I was like, David Carradine? Kung Fu? I was like, and oh, guys, Ray gonna have that roll of credits. Boom. If you don't know, I realize like the credits sometimes get really long because these people have been acting forever. And it's been like 30 years since Charm. Um, but anyway, David Carradine, just to give him a quick synopsis, a quick breakdown. I mean, he was on Matlock, which I feel like you gotta either be on like the level of Matlock to get on Charmed. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Just Shoot Me. Titus, which is one of my favorite like comedies of all time, and I'm so mad okay. that Christopher Titus shot himself in the fucking foot. That's why the show got canceled. But anyway, um, he's on Voices on King of the Hill. We know him as Bill from Kit. Sorry, that is a very deep cut. If you guys know what that song is, um, from Kill Bill Volume One and Two. Are you not going to talk about the fact that we knew him when WB was just Hercules and Xena at seven o'clock was Kung Fu? Come on. (laughs) Did I just age myself? Oh my God. (laughs) Honestly, I was like, he has a lot of Kung Fu credits. And I was like, we gotta wrap this up. The show's be mad. I always you feel like gonna, he was like, Asian growing up. But like, even though he don't look Asian, and like you see his brother David. I mean, not David. Um, oh god, his other brother Keith. Whatever. His brother plays a serial killer on like Criminal Minds, and it's just like, why y'all both like this? What? Why if you're named Carradine, you act like this? Why? Why? He also was the president on um, Madam Secretary, so really? I get. Mm-hmm. Huh? I don't. He's see the him one who sec- makes. He's the one who makes her Madam Secretary. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm eventually gonna sit down and watch it. I need to watch it before Netflix pulls it. It's like Taya Leone. You can't be mad at the former David. The one from X Files, David Duchovny. Why don't you love me? Why don't David you Duke love me? David, you cuff me. <laughs> anyway, um, David Carradine has also been on Alias. He was also on, also on EVE. How you doing? EVE, how you really? doing? Really? Yeah. God. And, yeah. And, you know, for our other big kids out there, he did some voices on Danny Phantom. I've never watched Danny Phantom. I know, but you know, some people have. Um, David Carradine plays Tempest, which is weird. I looked it up. 
because we do see Tempest again in season three. Let me pull up the exact uh, um, note that I have on it. So we do see Tempest again in the season three finale, All Hell Breaks Loose, mm-hmm. um, because he ha- because he plays a pivotal part in that. So it's very, I was like, okay, so we do see him again, right? I was like, no. Is it because he died? Spoiler alert, David Carradine dies in 2009. But I was like, no, it's not that. And I just think like the role wasn't, or it wasn't a meaty enough role that warranted him actually being bad. Because he was on that Kill Bill money. I mean, bang, yeah. Bang. Like, I feel Shot like Victor Newman played um, Robin's dad on How I Met Your Mother. And they wanted him from like, they wanted him to come in and do like a 10 minute part. And he was like, it's not worth the money. It's really not worth the money in the travel. And it's Victor Newman, man. I know. And I think that's exactly what it was. It's just that like, it's probably not like David Carradine is probably somewhere else. It's not worth the flight, the round trip flight to go to Cali. It's not worth it. It's not for 10 minutes. For 10 minutes, if not. And I really want to be, I want to be that fucking popping to be like, you want me to do what? Oh, that's not even worth the fight, baby. It's not. <clears throat> oh, gosh. So after Tempest comes out, <clears throat> Rodriguez is basically like, I didn't summon you or I didn't expect to see you. And Tempest goes, you were not worthy to see me before now. What is the name you're using here? So they basically do introductions. Mm-hmm. Um, Rodriguez basically tells him that he can do, he can kill the charmed one by himself. Tempest goes, well, what makes you think that you actually found the charmed ones? And we basically find out that charmed ones have now been put on the radar because all of these demons have mysteriously quote unquote vanished in San Francisco. Francisco. So that's how he thinks that they're the charmed ones. He's like, so that's what it is. And why all of a sudden am I worthy now? And Tempest tells him, watch your tongue, uh, lest I split it for you. And I was okay, okay. And it wasn't even, and I think this is how we both realized that we were both subs at heart. Because <laughs> David Carradine was like, you know, I'm just out here chilling, da 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 I'm just here. They called me up to help you a little bit. So I don't really do this one on major league shit. I mean, minor league shit anyway. And then, I mean, he's definitely dragging Rodriguez, but like, right? There's a reason why I'm Tempest and you, you, right? And Rodriguez feels it, but again, there's a reason why I'm Tempest and you, Rodriguez. Like, I have a real name. I don't have to make up names. My name is always gonna be Tempest. You always gotta make some shit up. All right, whatever. You broke ass bitch. <laughs> and the way he just goes from like casually. Like, just explaining why he's there to, like, I will beat the fuck out of you. I was like, hmm. And he goes right back into conversation yeah, and with him. Yeah, and I'm just like... His whole voice Like, his energy shit. His whole energy And it shifts right back. And it's just like... It doesn't even show, like, on his face, really. His body doesn't tense up. Like, the way he plays he, his character is mm, amazing. Mm, mm. He says that he, 
They have to defeat the witches by Wednesday. So that day was Tuesday, tomorrow being Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to get all the witches together in one place by midnight. And if he fails, and Rodriguez is like, I will not fail. And <laughs> Tempest is like, yeah, whatever. You're going to fail. Well, if you do, I'm going to be there to help you. And we'll figure this out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just the whole, I think, juxtaposition of Tempest being like cool, calm, and collected, mm-hmm. and Rodriguez being aggravated, and then you see it happen um, more and more. More, yeah. It's just like, oh, okay. Uh, it, it's. I think both actors did really, really well because, <laughs> and I feel God, like, it was let's great. be honest, I feel like the actor playing Rodriguez, like. David Carradine is David Carradine. And, like, I feel like the way, like, dudes look up to, like, Bruce Lee and, like, Mike Tyson is the way they looked up to David Carradine at a certain time. Yeah. And I feel like that energy is definitely on the set, and he's playing off of that, like, yeah, (laughs) like, yeah, you may be David Carradine, but we both on Charms. But, like, you're still David Carradine. It's one of those things. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so basically we find out that they're going to use Trudeau to get them all together. Mm-hmm. So that ends that scene and we end up, um, in front of the Hollowell's house. You see a paper boy riding across the lawn. Um, he throws the paper on the Hollowell's lawn and he keeps mm-hmm. moving. And then we shift inside into the kitchen where there's a weather girl and I'm calling all of this out, which I typically don't because it plays into the episode. There's the weather so girl. Pause. Pause. So the weather girl is played by Nancy O'Dell. Nancy O'Dell is Nancy O'Dell. You've seen her on like Access Hollywood. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So she shows up as herself on The Boys, the original 90210, as well as the reboot. She on The Simpsons, 30 Rock, and again on Charmed in season five. Okay. She plays an exaggerated version of herself. So pretty much weather girl, news anchor, just with a different name. Okay. Same shit, different name. On VIP. Okay. <laughs> Gosh. The pretender. And my personal fave, Scream 2. So there you go. There you go. Okay. Uh, so she says, good morning, San Francisco. Well, it looks like it's going to be a beautiful Wednesday. Phoebe's on the phone with Prue. With Piper asking her why she's at Quake because it's 8 o'clock in the morning. Prue enters the kitchen. Uh, you hear Piper, you hear Prue, you hear Phoebe talking to Piper, telling her that she will be at Quake in about an hour mm-hmm. because apparently uh, Piper's doing Maranera's. something for the Food Network and she spilled marinara sauce all over the dress that she's wearing. Prue tells her to stay out of her closet. Phoebe goes, oh, don't worry. I don't think she's going to ruin another one of yours. Prue is reading the paper. Mm-hmm. She goes, I don't believe this. Phoebe still thinks she's joking about the whole dress thing. We find out that, Andy well, she is... says, dude, you see the front page. And before that happens, you hear a car crash outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prue asked Phoebe where she parked the car. And she's like, I think I parked in the driveway. I hope I parked in the driveway. When they look outside, it was a, the neighbor's car that got into an accident. Mm-hmm. Just a fender bender, <laughs> no big deal. That's no a big, big part, deal. too. That's Just a fender bender, no big deal. But then we find out that Andy's in trouble and he was suspected 
in an IA murder. So somebody, Rodriguez. No, the, yeah. <laughs> murdered his partner. Right. By hissing and him to death. And they're pinning it on Andy. They're pinning it on Andy. So Prue's like, I gotta go see my man. I gotta go warn him. And then Phoebe's But before Phoebe grabs um the newspaper and she she gets a premonition and we see Andy flying dead. And dying. And that's the opening credits. Um for the opening credits. I have Kim Divine. What's it gonna be? And I believe you had what's it animal, gonna be? Animal Instinct I... by the Cranberries. Yes, which I think is really sad because the lead singer died in 2018. So I probably should have said this in pre-pro. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me interrupt. Oh no, that's it. Oh, um, I probably should have said this in pre-pro, but. Coincidentally, the season four uh, finale of Xena um, aired four days before this episode, and it was also called Deja Vu. Um, but it deals with reincarnations <laughs> of the lead characters and not repeating days. So, you know. Xena was so good. Yeah. You know, Lucy Lawless, to this day, Still holds a heart place. Like I just, God, she's an amazing person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that doesn't very happen very often. <laughs> so that is the opening credits. It was very quick, but I feel like to the point. How do you like? There was no other scene that could happen after you see them close Andy's eyes. Andy's Jerry Orbach eyes. Oh my um. god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I blame John Mulaney. I really do. This is all John Mulaney's fault. So does his ex-wife. Oh man, I could have just left it at that. Oh, <laughs> so Why would you put um, that joke out there, John Mulaney. <laughs> so we're at the Hollow Manor right after the opening scene, and it's basically continuing from. Um, where we left off. Phoebe saying, yeah, Phoebe saying that she saw him dead. And she's like, what do you mean? You said you didn't see a demon or a warlock. And she's like, but he was hurled across the room. So, <laughs> so there had, had to, to have been a demon. <sighs> and she's like, you're positive that it's Andy. And she's like, yes, I'm positive that it's Andy. I don't know that like, weirdness isn't haircut just... anywhere. Right. And she's like, this isn't just anybody. And Phoebe's like, I care about him too. Like, I'm telling you it's Andy. Um... Prue is going to go and warn Andy. Uh, Phoebe is going to fill in Piper. We're still at this place between Prue and Andy where it's still too risky for her to see him. Mm-hmm. But she's like, that's my man in my heart. Let IA find out that we're witches. I don't give a shit. Kind of like almost like last week's episode where it was like, I don't give a fuck up this spell. <laughs> it's going to take everybody out. I got to do what I got to do for my man. So... We see this now kind of playing out with Prue. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) So they still have it narrowed down what demon it is. So Mm -hmm. everybody just like, be careful. Stay strong out there. Guard your grill. What Leo should (laughs) have did last week's episode. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So the next scene, we're we're at the police station. Daryl is in a room with Andy. 
Andy is sitting down, Daryl's standing up. Um, and Daryl's like, look, I think Rodriguez killed his own partner. Like, that makes Darryl, no sense to me. <laughs> Daryl's the only one out here making the real sense. He out here right. just being like, and we'll get to it when we get to it, but you know what? Daryl's been <laughs> out here being a smart cookie all along. I'll all give along. It to him. It was Daryl all along. Yeah. So Andy says, I A already cleared him. And Daryl's like, yeah, it was I A. Go figure. I, so he's like, I A clearing I A. And it's like, wow. Cops don't trust cops. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so Rodriguez clears, Rodriguez enters the room and him and Daryl have a little back and forth. And he's like, what are you doing here, Morris? And he's like, back in my partner, Rodriguez. Something you wouldn't know about. know about. Ah, you punk ass bitch. You mark ass was, buster. I don't give a I fuck. I was like, Daryl. Yes. This is the Daryl that we saw, I think, in like those earlier episodes. I feel like we're finally fleshing out Darryl, yeah. this character. So Daryl leaves the room. And Andy, <laughs> Andy puts his feet up and like, cool, nonchalance, you're not going to like bother me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, my lawyer not here, so I'm not saying shit, bitch. And let that be a lesson to you. Unless your lawyer is present, shut the fuck up. I yeah. think I say this every episode, but if you with the cops, if your lawyer not there, don't say that. Right. So he says, you don't need a lawyer, not unless you're willing to help me. And Andy's like, what? You can't frame me yourself, Rodriguez? <laughs> so now they've dropped, like, you know, last names. He's trying to call him Andy. He's trying to be all, all familiar with it. And, and, and Andy this- calls him out and is like, now it's Andy. It's not Trudeau, bitch. Fuck out of here, Marcus. Right. Dick. What the fuck you want? Bitch. What you want? And to me, like, the way this plays, you can clearly tell that there's something that he wants. There's, there's like, underhand. He's like, I don't, I know you didn't have anything to do with my partner's murder. But what I think is completely off the record, and I think you understand why. Look at my partner. He, like, shows him the pictures. He's like, no human could have done this. I think he was killed by something supernatural. And I think you can help me figure out who it is. And Andy's like... What don't makes know you, you. Know you right? <laughs> and basically, he Rodriguez admits that he knows that Prue is a witch, and Andy goes, "A witch <laughs> better go warn the Wizard of Oz." And, and I love the way that even though his career is on his career and now like his lifestyle, because he' about to get locked up, mm-hmm. they won't let him out. He's still protecting um, Prue and the sisters. So he's like, I basically, I don't have time to screw around with you, Trudeau. So we go back to that like last name thing. He's like, I want you to help me set up a meeting with the sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that she can help me find who killed my partner and I'll drop all charges against you. I won't tell anybody um, about her. He leaves. Daryl comes back in and Daryl's like, you all right? And he's like, I'm not sure. I got to see Prue. And in this scene, he puts on his leather jacket and I know he smells like woods. And musk. <laughs> it's and crazy. coffee. And fucking coffee. And, and old leather. And I'm just like, he must smell so good. <laughs> Daryl's like, funny. She called and said she needs to talk to you too. And 
I I love. I'll go ahead. I said like my note for this next scene is what's the direction that they gave him? Because I I actually love these scenes. I think these are my favorite scenes. Like this, the in front of the, the clock shop. Yeah, like this specific setup is such a great. It's a great setup. setup. It is a great setup, but like I don't know the direction that we were given for Rodriguez. Meaning, what like, do you mean? Like, is he? Is he? Was he told to play it cocky? Is it like? Are you like? Is it a false bravado? Like, what's happening here? Because like you grab the. He flower. seems really sure of himself because you have to take note of the flower, right? Because the scene happens two more times after. Yeah. When you take note of the flower, he's really sure of himself. He grabs, it's a beautiful morning. morning. He grabs the flower. Morning. He's cool, calm, and collecting. He's like, I got these bitches. I don't need you, Tempest. No, so no, that's what I, I think. I, I don't think it's note. a false bravado. I definitely think he feels very sure. Like he's, he's very sure of himself. No, yes. I know, I know. But like that comes off too. Don't get me wrong. But there's some parts of it where he doesn't seem like again he's still in like Tempest's face, so it's like, like, am I sure? Like it comes off very, it's like sure, 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 sure. Then there's like a kink in that armor, and like kink in that armor. I don't know if it was like if that was an intentional beat or just. I think it was an intentional beat because. He wants to bring home the gold by himself. You know, a lot of times mm-hmm. these demons don't want to play together unless they're me, part of their own, like, collective or whatever like that. And I, mm-hmm. he didn't ask for the help. He was sent this help. Tempest is basically like, you're. he's already told him, you're going to fail. So you can be cool, cocky, calm, whatever you want to be. But there is an expectation from the source mm-hmm. that you're not going to succeed on this mission. And so he is cocky and Tempest just kind of brings him down a couple of pegs in this scene. Um, so they're at that. And I love the fact that they're at this clock shop because at this point in time, you still don't know what Tempest is, like how Tempest is going to help him. So they're at the mm-hmm. clock shop um, and Tempest is like, understand you have to get all three of them together. And I think this is where he kind of shoots him and brings his bravado down because Rodriguez goes, because of Trudeau, I know he won't let her risk Prue coming out there by herself. So I know he's going to have all three be there mm-hmm. for her protection. And Tempest goes and you, he doesn't, it's not a question. It is a sentence. And you think you have the power to defeat them all. And he's like, you don't think I do. Do you, you think I'll fail. And all he tells him is time will tell. So I think <laughs> there is a surety of Tempest that there is going to be failure on Rodriguez's part that it throws him off a little bit because he's not assisting him in doing the killing. He's like, yeah. I'm just here to assist with your failures, bro. <laughs> the source expects that it's going to happen. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. Um. So the next scene is at the fuck park. The next scene is at Quake. Oh, I, my next note is, ah, the fuck part. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really like the B-plot too much. It's kind that. of, 
it's kind of, I know it's meant to keep things light in this episode, but it comes off weird. So basically, uh, uh, Phoebe arrives at Quake with the extra dress. She gives Piper the dress. Um, mm-hmm. We she, she fills Piper in on what's going on with uh, Andy dying. And she's like, I called you. You didn't check your voicemail. And it's like, you knew she wouldn't have checked her voicemail because she was preparing for a segment. Yeah. Like, Phoebe, I need you to stay with us. Stay with us. Um, and a woman enters Quake and it's somebody from high school uh, from their class of 92. Piper doesn't remember who she is. And when she gives her the rundown of like who she is and I who she is now. <laughs> right. And I, don't, and I don't think it mattered so much that Piper didn't know who she was, but obviously this was a classmate of hers from high school. She moved to New York, found this rich husband who basically fixed her face, gave her a little cable show, and now she's apparently Food Network's most popular TV star. And she's like, well, what have you been doing? And to me, it was kind of tacky because it's like, you're here to interview me. So you know what I've been doing. What I've been doing, yeah. And Piper freezes her. Because she's, you know, she's a little upset and a little, I think, self reflective. Not self self reflective. That's a good one. Um, she says she's a cash trap single restaurant manager who still lives in the same house that um, I grew up with. And my sisters, Phoebe, you know, is like, and the cat. Don't forget the cat. And Phoebe's trying to tell her like you're successful. Like Food Network is here to interview you at 26, and she's just a freak. And Phoebe tells her to unfreeze her and just handle we'll it because we got other shit to do. And, and it's I just like, like I can I could understand Piper being like off kilter a little bit because but I just think like given the day had this happened on Thursday, I think it would have been something bigger or like yeah. it would have been stronger but because like Andy dying happened it gets subdued but like that is like she says like nobody's that successful at 26 and it's like nah, some people are some people really are like mm-hmm. but again like she met somebody who was rich who was able to like do these you know put her in the places that she needs to be she, placed no, in a, a thousand percent I get a thousand percent I get that but like there are still some I mean, people. But does her husband freeze during mid-orgasm? Can she freeze her husband during mid-orgasm? Or can she freeze her husband during mid-orgasm? I mean, there are the things that, you know, that count more than others. <laughs> I mean, you absolutely the fuck right. And I can't, I, I won't deny that. Um, <laughs> I just feel like... Everybody goes through those, like, quarter-life crises, whether it's at 25, 26, 27. It's like, once you hit 25, you start, like, reevaluating your life. And, oh, yeah. And... I don't necessarily dislike the B-plot. I think when you have such a heavy main plot where, like, mm-hmm. one of the main characters has been revealed to, we'll die. to die. Yeah, it just kind of... It's a little too heavy to just throw it under the bridge like that. Right, right, right. But I think it ultimately plays off the way the sh- way the episode. It does. Ends. I think it ties up nicely. Yeah. Um, but and you get your I, fuck park scene. 
now I'm in the fuck park. And like, <laughs> I want to ask my partner right now. <laughs> but like, but that was last week's episode. <laughs> that was last week's episode. So uh, we're basically right after she's filled him in on uh, Phoebe's premonition. Andy asks her if uh, Phoebe's ever been wrong about the premonition. And she hasn't been. She's never been wrong but they've always been able to affect the outcome. And Andy's asked, well, before I get killed, so can I get that in writing? And Prue is telling him, you need to be extra careful until we figure out who this demon is. You need mm-hmm. to be extra careful. And I think this is when he says it. Is this when Andy he will write after Andy tells her, well, what if he was like, I was thinking, see, and his detective skills play out in this role, in this in yeah. these scenes as they pass. He goes, what if I was, what, he was like, I was thinking, what if this demon is Rodriguez? Because he pulled me to the station house this morning. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to arrest me, but he wanted to have a meeting with you. Because all of a sudden now he knows that his partner was killed by a supernatural being. And now he knows you're a witch. And mm-hmm. Prue says, well, how would he know that? Unless he was a demon. And so Prue's like, well, I'll tell Rodriguez to meet me at the manor at six. And he tells her it's too dangerous. She's like, I don't have a choice because if I don't meet with him, he's going to frame you, expose me. As Rodriguez already knew this was going to happen, she's going to depend on the power of three. So her sisters are going to be there. And Andy goes, plus one, me. And she's like, no. No. What you going to do, bitch? What you going to do? Nothing. I need you to be safe. Because you were in Phoebe's premonition that happened in the house. So you need to stay away. He's telling her he can't do that. And this scene is cute. And it gets sadder. As we go each along. Each time it happens. She goes, don't make, she goes, I mean it. Don't make me use my magic on you. They smile. I don't want anything to happen to you because you know how much I still care for you. He promises, but we know that's a goddamn lie. Because my no tell the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so outside of the manor Andy is sitting in his car so we it ain't even been five hours yet and Andy has broken his lie Andy is surveilling the scene mm-hmm. uh, Rodriguez arrives in front of the manor so Andy ducks so Rodriguez can't see him but I feel like Rodriguez knows he's there Rodriguez knows that car dumbass yeah like uh, you let your car your window roll down and you didn't even like put the seat back. You just like Nothing. lean to the side real quick. Like you're not gonna see the slumped body in the front seat. Like some poor little kid's not gonna call nine one one because there's a dead body in the front yard. Okay. So another thing to um, take note of is that Kit is now outside. When she sees Rodriguez, she growls at him, um, and he looks at her but doesn't really do anything. So inside of the manor now, they're basically talking about what the plan is. And so the plan is, is that Phoebe is going to open the door because she knows martial arts. Piper is going to come. Girl, I rolled my eyes so hard when she was like, you're going to open the door. I didn't mean to to do, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You were going so well. Continue, continue. I'm so sorry. I mean, I was going to talk about it after I had some yeah, scene, but okay. Such a scene, sorry. So, uh, Phoebe was going to open the door because she knows martial arts. 
the uh, Piper was going to come from the living room and freeze him if anything goes wrong. And then Prue is going to come down the stairs and send him flying. Phoebe tells them, well, I feel like I'm cannon fodder. And I was like, yeah, yeah, bitch. Cause you don't do you nothing. Don't. Every time you are set up to be some sort of, every time you are set up to like be defense, you get knocked out, you go flying, you always get fucked up. Even when you have an active power, like, I know we didn't have enough time to put this plan together, but at some point in time, did nobody go, do we really want to have Phoebe as our opening defense? I mean, I wasn't going to be the one to say it, but like if somebody else is saying it, I'm cool with it. Um, So like, Rodriguez starts knocking at the door and they're like, Early. like what, what time is it? And then like a couple minutes before six. And then he just I wouldn't like, open the door. He just starts like aggressively knocking. And so that and she was like, Well, the good news is if he isn't a demon, he just wants to date Prue. And like, stop thinking with your vagina. <laughs> and if you are going to think with your vagina, keep it to yourself. Like, girl, Andy about to die. We don't know who this man is. We we don't know what kind of demon he is. And you out here making pussy jokes? Girl, girl, time and place. Time. The whole thing was just... place. So Phoebe does go to open the door. Mm-hmm. And Rodriguez, like, enters, like, I'm looking for your sister. She's like, Prue, company. And without... And turns her back on him. Exactly. I don't... I don't, why I mean, did you not walk side to side? Why did you not have him walk in front of you? Why didn't you offer you him a glass of water be... so you can keep an eye on him? Yeah, like, you're supposed to be defense, and the very first thing you do is turn your back you on back? him. Mm-hmm. Come Jeez, you stupid. Uh, so he turns into, like, his little demon form. His eyes turn red, and... <laughs> He gets this blue orb and he throws Phoebe against the the wall, like the stair wall where all the frames are. Mm-hmm. So and she pause. rolls down the stairs. No, because like she he throws her up and she hits the banister. Does she just mm-hmm. like fall back down, not down the stairs? I don't know. All no, I know is that no, no, I was no. like she did. She goes up the banister and then falls right back down in front of like that um that table where she was doing her yes. magic on last week because right. Prue still has to come down the stairs. So right, right. it had come around. Was, anyway, so I just looked at it and I was like, damn bitch, you get knocked out every fucking read. episode. Like you not ashamed. You so not. Inspector, <laughs> Inspector Rodriguez is the first demon in the series to use energy balls. He is Ooh. also the first Hispanic demon on the show. Um, I guess that needs to be said. Um, I mean, I guess, right? We wanted, you know, persons of color to have an arc, so you got it. <laughs> anyway, um, this power is not used again until power outage by Balthazar, by Balthazar and that has to be season three. Hmm. Will you continue? So, Phoebe was useless, and that's what I said. As I watched it, I audibly said, this bitch is useless. <laughs> Not realizing, obviously, what happens. But I was like, God damn, Phoebe. So Piper You're says, something. Phoebe! And, and Rodriguez, Rodriguez goes to, Yeah. Right. So when Rodriguez goes to blast Piper, she, she freezes, freezes him. him. Prue runs down the stairs. 
smashes his lightning back. He goes, <laughs> like that was the way they, that was like the direct direction of that scene for you to die. <laughs> Apparently. It was so bad. It was I mean, he gets electrocuted. Humorous. I get that, but like, uh, like his whole lips were flapping and stuff like that. It was a lot. Mm. Um, so Piper runs down. Piper runs to where Phoebe is. Prue runs down the stairs, and we find out that our darling baby sister has left the mortal plane. She did. She did. <laughs> I mean to say it like that, but like she did. <laughs> she got. And they're like shake, they like roll her over. PB, PB, like Piper is yelling at her, screaming her name, and all I can think is like when shit like that happens, my mom would be like, "What she think? She gonna scream? She awake? (laughs) Like (laughs) shut up! Call on me, I will be there. I won't. A friendship that will never. Anyway, so So, um. Now we're at back at Rodriguez's place, mm-hmm. and you see Tempest holding an hourglass, and he's playing with the sand. The sand mm-hmm. comes out, uh, and then you see that the day goes from night to day, and Rodriguez mm-hmm. appears um, very similar to how he was vanquished mm-hmm. in the Halloween manner. So he's still, oh, his lips are all flapping. <laughs> Tempest is such a dick. He goes, hurts to die, doesn't it? Especially, Especially at the hands of a witch. Of a witch. Mm-hmm. And now Rodriguez is mad. He has leveled up from cool, calm, collected, I can take care of this. He's angry. And it comes out, like, even as he's speaking to Tempest, what happened? Where am I? And Tempest, so now you understand now why Tempest is here. Tempest has mm-hmm. reset time. Um from when they first met. So earlier that morning, it is now Wednesday morning. Uh, Rodriguez is like, but I'm dead. They killed me. And he was like, yes, but that's Wednesday night. And this is Wednesday morning. And this is why I was sent to you because I need to keep resetting time until you learn from your failures. And only you will carry with you the memory of what had happened before. And each time you fail, each time you <laughs> he's fail. like, bitch, you gonna fail again. <laughs> But he's like, each time you fail, you will learn more until ultimately you will kill all of them. So remember at this point, they are banking on the fact that only Rodriguez and Tempest has like know what's going on. Rodriguez is the only one that knows that time has been reset and has that memory of it. Um, And that he needs to learn from his mistakes. So the next scene is Wednesday morning. So you have the paper boy again. The paper boy is riding along the road. He throws the paper on the Hollowell Manor. The weather girl is saying, good morning. It's going to be a beautiful Wednesday. Uh, Phoebe's on the phone with Piper uh, talking about the fact that um, her her shit spilled. The marinara sauce spilled. However, when Kit knocks over the the pepper shaker and meows, Phoebe's like, whoa, this don't seem right. All my ladies, let me see you down. <laughs> so when Prue comes into the kitchen, Phoebe tells her to pinch her because she feels like she's having deja vu. And Prue's like, yeah, whatever. So, Everybody gets deja vu. And she's what like, I thought no. What was going to happen in the scene was that Prue was actually going to pinch her. 
because in a later season of Charm, where they do the whole um, time travel thing, Piper gets pinched. And then you see the bruise from her getting pinched. So that was like, that was the callback. So I thought that was what's going to happen here. But unfortunately, it did not. Hmm. So uh, Phoebe's trying to tell Prue that something's weird going on. But as she's telling Prue that something's going weird going, that something is weird going on, Prue sees the front page. Mm -hmm. Um, And Phoebe's like, look, this has happened before. I remember what she said about the front page. We hear the car crash. She mm-hmm. tells her that happened again too. Prue then asks her again, well, where did you park my car last night? She's like, like I told you before, so you I parked what? it in the driveway. And she's like, I feel like I'm having an aneurysm. They go back to the window. They're like, she's like, see, it's Miss Henderson's car. It's just a fender bender. No big deal. And she's like, I'm not nuts, but something is going on basically. Um, Again, Prue is like, Andy's in trouble. Prue uh, gets the premonition again. And she's like, I've already had this premonition. And Prue was like, what the hell are you talking about? And she's like, of Andy being killed by a demon. So it was a lot. It was like, bam, 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 bam. Mm-hmm. Because we're doing the time thing all over again, we're back at the police station with Morris and Andy. And Rodriguez is now no longer cool, calm, and collected about to kill this these bitches. This man is unhinged. He is seriously unhinged. unhinged. <laughs> and my note is like, why are you yelling? Like, why are you on drugs, bro? Are you over here <laughs> screaming at Morris? Like, you coming at me wild and hostile. And now I'm going to be like, hey, IA, I think you cleared the wrong person. Because why is he yelling? Why is he screaming right. at me? Like, y'all don't see the uh, professional ass motherfucker? So he yells at Daryl, what the hell are you doing here? And Daryl's like, I'm backing my partner, bitch. <laughs> he screams at him to get out now. And Andy's mm-hmm. like, it's fine, Daryl. I got this. And the scene starts over again. Um, I'm not saying anything without my lawyer present. He tells him to forget your lawyer, Trudeau. I'm not screwing around this time. And Andy's like, what the fuck are you talking about this time? Yeah, this time. He goes and again, he cuts out all of the like pleasantries that he had mm-hmm. in the, the first time this happened. He's like, bottom line, I know my partner was killed by a supernatural, and I think Prue can help me figure out who did it. And Andy, and he kind of like takes a snap back and then immediately goes, Well, I'll just get Batman and the commissioner to help you with that. <laughs> like, okay, guy, you're weird. And Rodriguez is still unhinged. He's like, I'm not joking. I know everything, including the fact that Prue's a witch. You're going to arrange a meeting with her tonight. or I'm going to bust your ass and expose her. So he's no longer playing. Let me help you. Let me help you guys. We'll get you cleared. He's just like, fuck all y'all bitches. Um, Daryl, after he leaves the room, Daryl comes back in. What was that about? I'm not sure. And you see the scene where he's putting on the coat again, all, all mm-hmm. that stuff. So we're back outside the clock shop. And instead of him picking up the flower and being all like, it's a beautiful morning. And he's like ripping the petals off of this fucking flower. Like Like, you died six hours ago. Get over it. And you're a demon. Like, why are you so in your feelings? Like, let's be honest. They told you you were going to fail. Like, you knew you were going to fail. Right. You got the time traveling as demon, the time turner as demon, I should say, on your side, and you out here flipping. 
Like, let's be honest. I get that dying hurts, and I get that dying sucks, but you got multiple opportunities to cry again, right? Right. So, (laughs) Tempest is again in front of the clock shop, and he's Mm -hmm. so cool, calm, and collected. And he's like, What I need to know is how to avoid the pain of getting vanquished. And Tempest is like, well, have you learned enough from the first time you were vanquished? And clearly he doesn't. He's like, last time I killed the youngest one, Phoebe, that was without a fight. Piper, though, has the power to freeze. And Tempest is like, like, okay. He wasn't sure that um, if Piper, he's like, he assumes. And it's like, it's very. I think she's the one that has the power to freeze. And I'm like, you needed your hand held to this conclusion. And you needed like your hand Tempest held for explains this. Explains it to him. He's like, okay. Now two so plus two equals. Anticipate what's gonna happen before she has a chance to freeze you, and then you can kill Prue. And I was like, damn, you really this dumb? I'm like, does the sword? Are we really banking on this man to do what he needs? To do? Like this, the man the source was worthy of. Like, bruh. Like, and let's be honest, it don't even make no sense because the source already knows that Prue and her sisters are the charm ones because of Rex and Hannah. Right. So, like, what are we even doing here? It What's was just happening? like, if Rex and Hannah couldn't do it, why did we put all of our eggs in the basket for this dumbass? <laughs> I know Tempest is, like, sending back stuff like... I'm on vacation. Like, I was on vacation, y'all. Y'all owe me like a high level trip somewhere. I yeah, wouldn't be was thinking about it. Rex and Hannah got them to relinquish their powers. They literally was like, they're the charm. They world. were this close. They so, were like, this close. There was no need for like, because the inspector he he was like, oh, I pretended to be a cop because I was I thought a cop was covering for them, and this is why. Ah, ah, ah. You did all this extra work that didn't need to be done because had you just read Rex and Hannah's fucking homework, you'd have been like, oh yeah, these are bitches. I mean... You see... <laughs> I'm trying I don't know to if say you were this. frozen. I don't I'm know trying if you to were say frozen like, or were just thinking. <laughs> as nicely as possible, right? But, you know, you watch some cold case files, right? Mm-hmm. And the answer be in the file for decades. <laughs> Why didn't you just talk to Carmen? Why didn't you just talk to Carmen? And it'd be a new cop, and he'd be like, I was reviewing the files, and it felt like the answer was right there. How did we overlook it all these years? (laughs) This is what this feels like. Like, we didn't need to go through all this, bro. We didn't. That family been suffering for three decades, and y'all had the answer. (laughs) Y'all just didn't want to interview Carmen? Like, what was the reason? What was the reason? Carmen said she like. Carmen said she was at the time of the shooting from before the shooting happened to when the cop showed up. So that means she had a front row seat. And y'all never thought to talk to her? No. And it always be like that too, because it'll be like the third cop who's had the case in the last 30 years. And he'd be like, I was just you know, they said, you know, they were going to sign me to cold case files. And I figured I would start with this one. And I just, I just took the time to review it. I just, that's and what. I just kept reading. And I, I just saw this name popping up, Carmen, Carmen, Carmen. But 
who's Carmen? And it'd be so like heavy handed too, because it'll be like, well, we did interview her once and she gave a description of the murderer, but we just never follow back up. <laughs> or like, we set up a meeting for her, but then she had this, like, there was a conflict with childcare, so we never followed up again. Right. <laughs> and it'll always be like, and then it slipped through the cracks. No, y'all ain't. No, y'all, y'all are the cracks. Y'all are the cracks. Y'all are the fucking cracks, bro. Like well, the fact that he decided to play a cop and didn't have any of this before it 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 jives. <laughs> it makes like was like <laughs> I was just really sitting here like what the fuck was Rex and Hannah doing? <laughs> just buying fucking um. Uh, what was the fucking cop? Because they were giving all of that inf- I mean, we had scenes where they were like, yeah, we're giving all this information back. Blah, 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 blah. And nothing. Just... No, <sighs> we literally tried to erase their line. Yeah. We brought Matthew Tate back for what? <laughs> like, where is the file, bro? We could have done... Ugh. Wow. So the next scene, we're at Quake. Um, Some points are being deducted now. <laughs> Fifi is again doing the whole explanation of the premonition, all of that. She's also telling her that um, she feels like she's already gone through this before, but don't tell me that it's deja vu. And Piper's like, all right, well, what is it? However, Joanne enters Quake. Uh, Give me two Phoebe... seconds on Joanne because I didn't do it the first time. Okay. So... Wendy Benson Landis plays Joanne. And you know what? In the episode about repeating time, what's doing Joanne the second time? Um, we've seen Joanne on As the World Turns, Unhappily Ever After. Rest in peace, the bunny. Um, Ugly Betty, Mad Men, Young and the Restless, Grey's Anatomy. And she's most recently on Mr. Mayor with Ted Danson. Phoebe, Joanne tells does the whole spiel again and basically Phoebe cuts her off and is like, Joanne hurts, right? Blah, 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 blah. And so Piper is basically like, how did you know all of this information? And she's like, that's what I've been trying to tell you. We're in a time loop. Phoebe tells her to freeze her so that she can explain. And she basically just goes through Joanne's whole spiel. Credits. Food network, mm-hmm. rich husband, fake nose job, bad nose job, whatever like that. Well, Phoebe says she, she throws in the part about the bad nose job. Mm-hmm. Just to make Piper feel better. <laughs> but like ultimately, she does like the the baby sister, let's wrap this up. I know you and your feelings, but we got places to go, people to see, lives to save type shit. I'm just glad it wasn't about sex this time. It was a good joke. <laughs> Finally, that's like oh, girl, right. we don't always gotta be horny. And like, girl, you pregnant and I'm a weirdo. So like we talk about sex all the time. So but like time and place. <laughs> Brown chicken, brown cow. She unfreezes Joanne. And Piper's like, are you the segment producer? And Piper just, you know, lays it on. Oh, you're following your dreams. You're happily married. You're stinking rich. And she's like, I don't mean to brag. And then she freezes her again. Mm -hmm. And Phoebe's like, the best that she could figure out is that uh, there's a demon who's cast a spell. She's the only one who can see it because of her powers. Let her see things that have happened in different times. Mm-hmm. Um, and Piper asks if she thinks this is going to, this has something to do with the fact that Andy will be killed. And she's like, I don't know, 
but I'm never going to find who the demon is unless they get to the Book of Shadows. Mm-hmm. And Piper's like, well, I'm right behind you. So you can see that clearly Andy is not just any innocent because Piper is leaving work. <laughs> Uh, very true. And honestly, we knew this was going to be the thing, though, because in that 70s episode, like, we see Andy has grown up with them. Andy has literally mm-hmm. grown up with Piper and Prue. And it's literally a game for Piper. It was like, li- baby Piper is out here freezing Andy at will. Like, fuck him. We gonna play tag without him. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this is her... This has been her brother-in-law all her life, so of course she got a dick. Yeah. So yeah. by proxy, it's because she know him and because it's love. Is this love? Is this love? Is this love? Is this love that This is, you know what? Let's go. Let's continue. Um. Okay, so you want to take the prospect fuck part? My note is why she sound like Alexa. What? So absolutely not. Okay, I can see that. She was trying to like hold in her emotions and it definitely came off very robotic. Yeah, she definitely sounded like I was like, what is what's happening here? Well, again, it's more of the same, you know, I love you, you love me. Well, no, actually no. Did she say I love you this time? Nope. So she they're doing it again. And as they're talking, Prue goes, this seems very familiar to me, like deja vu. Mm -hmm. And she kind of shakes it off and, again, tells him he can't be at the meeting because of Phoebe's premonition. Um, Ah, she goes, you're right. She goes, don't make me use my magic on you. I don't want anything bad to happen to you. She goes, you know how much I still love you. And Andy's response this time is, no, I didn't. And then there's a note that's like this is further proof that she's gotten over her issues with I love you because um before like from fate or eternity back she didn't really say it because like the last person she said I love you to was her mom blah 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 and then from fair to eternity on she's like oh I love you guys she doesn't she's not as gushy with it but right she is cognizant to say it now. And I don't think in yeah, in all the years that she's been with or around Andy, she probably has never really said those words to him. So to hear it, you know. Where? So we're back at the Hallowell Manor. Um to note here, same scene to note here though is that Kit again is growling at Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. and inside the manor, they're trying to figure this out. But however, they have not had time to figure anything out in the Book of Shadows as of yet. He still arrives a little bit before six. The moment he, Phoebe doesn't even get a chance to open this, open the door this time. Mm-hmm. He flings open the door, shoots Phoebe, Piper screams Phoebe. He hits Piper automatically. She crashes through the glass door. Um, he tries to get Prue, but Prue flings it back at him and he ends up being vanquished. And this is so the first have... time she's ever done that in like an attack, in a, in a fight, in the show. Where instead of like picking the spe- uh, the potion off the floor and tossing it, she just hits him with the Uno reverse card immediately. She's like, pow, pow, pow. Immediately, immediately, <laughs> homegirl is like, he was like, draw two, bitch. And she was like, ha draw four, motherfucker. <laughs> That's exactly what that shit was. And again, it's the first time we've seen it in the series. 
won't be the last time we've seen it in the series. And like, I love that. Like, instinctually, she wasn't even thinking. She was like, "My sisters, whatever, kill him. Let's go, get him out the way." Immediately. It's also the first time we've seen two dead Hallowell sisters. <laughs> I know. So I can finally, I, I can finally say it. <laughs> Phoebe dies for the first and second time in this episode, <laughs> and Piper dies for the first time. So officially, all three sisters have died. Prue died in Power of Two, mm-hmm. and uh, Phoebe and Piper die in this episode. So all three sisters have essentially died and come back. And we are only you know what the scene reminded me of. Set it off on the bus where she was the only one who make it. Oh, yeah. Put a gun to your head. I don't know why that part, like Vivica's part. (laughs) And the fact that Dr. Cox is in that movie and we don't give him, yo, Dr. Cox went out here working. I don't remember Dr. Cox being in that movie. But I've also only seen that movie once because that movie was traumatizing for me. (laughs) I saw, yo, I saw Set It Off at far too young. I think I was probably like in the second grade when I saw it. And I was far just too like, young. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. The bleach scene, the haircut. Oh, I was like, oh, oh, this is a real life. This is a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fucking documentary. God. It was and far too young. Short, far too and young. Then I, then my brother made me watch um, that movie with Marlon Wayans and Jared Leto. Marlon Wayans and Jared Leto have a movie together? Yeah. It's a drug movie. It's Oh, okay. I don't know why I can't remember it now. It's going to fucking bother me. <laughs> you can continue. I'm just going to scream it out <laughs> once I get it. I you can continue. So he gets vanquished back Our to his audience is probably like, they know the movie right now. And they're screaming at, <laughs> at us. Um, he gets vanquished back to his place. Um, Tempest goes, failed again, I see. And he's like, but this time I got two of them. Third time is a charm. Shh. And I was like, dream. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. So again, it is Wednesday morning. Paperboy is riding alongside the car of the road. Throws paper on Hollowell Manor. Hollowell's lawn. Inside the manor. We're doing the whole weather girl spiel again. Uh, Phoebe turns off the TV. She's still on the phone with Piper. She's like, I already know that you spilled marinara sauce in your dress. Right? Am I right? Does this not seem familiar to you, Piper? No. Crew comes into the kitchen. Phoebe goes, freeze. No, not you, Piper. Kit's on the bench. um, And Phoebe actually calls it out that she's going to knock over the pepper and meow. Kit then does it. Prue looks at Phoebe to go, see, how did you know that? And mm-hmm. she's telling her to hold that thought. She tells Piper, you need to get home as soon as you can. We have to do demon hunting. If you run into someone named Joanne, tell her to go shove it up her ass and she'll explain later. So we don't even have the scene anymore where they're going to go back and forth with Joanne. Oh, yeah. We just don't have time. Um, Phoebe takes Prue to the window. Five, four, three, two, one. The car honks. It skids. It crashes. Mrs. Henderson's car. Fender bender. Good thing I parked your car in the driveway, right? Mm-hmm. Prue's like, what the fuck? And she, Phoebe's like, because this has happened before, it's happened more than once. The day is repeating. I know I'm about to have a premonition right now. 
she tells her to go look at the front page of the paper. Prue goes, Andy. Phoebe's like, we know this. Andy's in trouble. If I touch the paper, going to have the premonition. Andy gets killed by a demon. You have to believe me. So Prue was like, yes, I believe you, but how do we fix it? Phoebe tells her again, go warn Andy. Keep him, keep him away from the house. I'm going to go dig through the Book of Shadows. We have to find a way to vanquish this time demon before he can kill Andy. You know what? Let's give Phoebe her flowers. We can. And we you have... know what? <laughs> we can because she literally, she puts it together. She's just like, because I have the power to see different timelines, because I'm pretty much Doctor Strange, I can, I know that there's something wrong in the timeline. I know we just keep repeating this over and over right. again. And I love that she got that to that conclusion quickly. And it was like, I, I told y'all bitches this shit once and y'all didn't believe me. I'm and just, I'm running out of time, right? I'm just going to hop to the important part. Where you should have done with Christina Milian's mom. I will say this every fucking chance I get. We're giving her her flowers. Giving her her flowers. I do like the fact here that um, she was able to like to cut through some of the bullshit. Mm-hmm. She knows that they're running on borrowed time, basically. And they have not, she has not had the ability to figure this out based off of some of the actions that they have done previously. So cutting mm-hmm. out like Joanne, having her, you know, keep Andy away from the manor. That's basically the only thing that we can do mm-hmm. to make sure that Andy stays alive. So we do see, we do go to Quake, but it's right now it's Piper and Joanne. There's no Phoebe. Piper says that she has to go because um, something's bad has happened. And Joanne's like, what did you run out of marinara sauce? And she's like, look, I don't have the flashy job or the ring or the money or anything like that. But I know that one day I'm going to be able to find my dreams just like you have without the help of anybody else. So go suck a dick, bitch. And she's and like, and, and with my original nose. <laughs> Boom, bitch. So now we're at the fuck park again. Mm-hmm. And Prue is explaining to Andy that it's a time loop. And while she's never seen a demon like this before, clearly it's a powerful demon and they've never come up against a demon like this. And he's like, he's going through all... and I. I love the fact that, like, on a supernatural side, Phoebe's figuring it out. And from a detective side, Annie's figuring, figuring it out. It out. Mm-hmm. He's like, this has nothing to do with me. This is about you guys. Because why would you do all of this you, for little old me? Yeah. And he's like, um, it's Rodriguez. He has to be coming out of you. Coming out of you. Coming after you. After you. And it's a trap. So please be careful. Again, power of three. And he's like, well, what if that's what he wants? What if he wants all three of you together? What if that's the reason for the time loop? And Annie, he's like, but you can be killed, Prue. And she's like, bitch, I'm the witch. And this has nothing to do with you. I, she tells him, I would die if anything happened to you. I love you. And instead of him saying, I didn't know that, he then goes, I love you too, Prue. You no, should hear that with the I love you. <laughs> you know, it's uh, Snooky would get mad and you started going, Wah! That's the energy I'm giving right now. Because, like, what? Yeah. Like, this scene was so, because you see it escalate. Yeah. And you know where we're going. <laughs> and they don't even get to kiss, they like hug. Wow, who wants to see a hug? Right, right. So, 
I don't think we have time for that. So we're outside of the manor. You in the fuck park and don't got time for fucking? Wait, did we? We forgot something here. Why did this not? Ah, here we go. Before we get to the manor, we are outside the clock shop. This has yeah. to be said. This motherfucker is crazy. Remember he does not take the flowers. He starts, he pulls a gun out in public and shoots at the clock. And is this like, yeah, that's cool. That's what's up. This happens every day, B. Y'all don't be shooting. There's no shootings in public. But nah, when I said that this is like, he pulled out a whole bow and arrow. These people ascended from the sky type shit. You were like, <laughs> they in Chinatown. So they in Chinatown, baby. They ain't trying to tell, baby. Because nobody flees or anything like that. Like, this man pulls out a gun because the cuckoo in the clock goes off and shoots through a window to stop it from going off. All right. Again. Well, that's like on I you said, you have failed. Like I said, we are in Chinatown, baby. All right? <laughs> because, if so, last, like, again, last week, two magical beings... Just yeah. floated out of nowhere in the middle of the street in broad daylight, and nobody said jack shit. One of these magical fucking beings pulls out a bow and arrow out of fucking nowhere and shoots the other one. And this man screams <laughs> and then disappears, and nobody says shit. So, of course, we're not gonna say anything to the man who's talking to, I'm assuming, a tempest gotta be invisible because he out here in a robe. He out here looking like Dr. Orpheus <laughs> from fucking, um, the Venture Brothers hanging out in front of a fucking magic shop. I'm done with I mean, you. A, a clock I'm done shop. With you. Nah, for real. This shit happened. They're in San Francisco, bro. Tempest tells him that he shouldn't have done that because you're not supposed to be doing anything differently if you expect to succeed. Butterfly. And it's like, bro, like you're dumb as shit. Like, you're dumb as fucking bricks. Like, Instead of becoming more unhinged, you should know, sorry for the pun, that time is on your side. Like, if you fail, that you can do this again. Why are you wiling the fuck out, bro? And let's be honest. Let's be honest. You're not like, okay, the, you get better each time. You killed one the first time. You killed two the second time. Why are you mad? Like, you're gonna, you finna... You you want you about to win this, bro. You're good. You about to you good. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Rodriguez, so Tempest is trying to give him some advice, and he basically is like, fuck off, old man. I'm gonna do this tonight. I've already killed the other two before. This time I'm just gonna kill Prue first, and then I'll kill the other two. And when they die, they're gonna feel the same amount of pain that they've given me and then some. And it's like, but you knew that you were going like. You're not listening. You're you're not listening to anything that this old man has said to you. And <laughs> you are walling the fuck out. And it's just like, and you see this going back into the Hollywood Manor. When Kit growls at him, his eyes turn red. And Kit runs away. And Andy's like, oh shit, let me get my gun and help. No. No. And we see, we see this with um, the demon. Was it out of time with the demons in the, the sewer where Andy was like, oh, oh, shit, let me go get my gun and help. 
Yeah. Bro, you know your gun does absolutely nothing. Sit your fucking ass in the goddamn car. I mean, I don't... I guess we'll get to it when we get to it. But like... So he runs... So he's, so he's like, oh my God, Prue, this guy's a demon. Oh my God, but we knew this. We we had... We, we know this and mm-hmm. he's trash in the fucking car. So Phoebe's in re, inside reading the Book of Shadows. They have found who this guy is now. So they are fully aware that this is the devil, sorcerer, tempest, and that he can manipulate time. Mm-hmm. Um, we know now know how to vanquish him, but we're not exactly sure. It just says that you need to take him out of the time that he is in. Rodriguez kicks open the door. So we don't even get a bell ringing this time or a knocking. He kicks open the door. He throws lightning at Prue. Piper pushes her out the way. They fall to the floor. I guess Prue knocks her head against the wall and gets knocked out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Andy screams no and uses her his gun to shoot Rodriguez. Rodriguez is like, the fuck? He turns and around he's... like, what are you doing? And he energy balls him and... Phoebe's premonition comes true. And I do want to pause it here. So this is the first episode in which Phoebe has a premonition that they are destined not to stop. This is foreshadowed by the fact that Phoebe didn't see how it happened. It's just that Piper and her are examining um, Andy's dead body. In previous premonitions that they were able to stop, Phoebe was able to see who and by what means the person was meant to die. So we should have known all along that this was something that we couldn't turn back the hands of time on. If I could turn back time. Ah. If I so we do find <laughs> <laughs> So we do find out that um Prue is okay. She's knocked out cold. Mm-hmm. But then they see Andy and they run over to him. And they go to feel his pulse. There is no pulse. And he is dead. D-E-A-D. As a doorknob. And his eyes are open. It's so sad. So because they froze Rodriguez Mm -hmm. before he was able to launch another attack, they now have him handcuffed and tied to a chair. Mm-hmm. And they're basically like, the only reason why you still alive, my dude, is because we don't know how to kill you yet. And he's like, well, kill me, witch. I don't care. Phoebe's trying to save Andy. Piper's like, he is gone, baby. And so Phoebe is thinking to herself, but if we're in a time loop, all you have to do is start the day over. And Andy's alive And again. Andy can live. And yeah. she figures out that Rodriguez's death it's triggers, triggers time it. loop. Mm-hmm. So he's impressed. You know, he's being sarcastic. He's like, I'm impressed. Phoebe goes, well, I mean, he was literally told that they wouldn't figure it out and they didn't know. So, right. It's like, and he's still right. like being this little sarcastic, smarmy self. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that he's not Tempest because he would have just killed himself and restarted mm-hmm. the day. Um, they ask how they could find Tempest, and he's like, In your nightmares, kill me. I dare you. Piper and Phoebe go to talk on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out that if 
Phoebe doesn't really care. She's like, it doesn't matter why he wants us to kill him because if he kills him, then Andy lives. End of story. But Piper is being a little bit more like, what's the plan Practical. here? Because if he resets the day, then he has the ability to, to, to try again to kill us all. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but if it shouldn't matter because the day is going to reset itself anyway, there's nothing that we can do about it. Mm-hmm. So they go now to wake up Prue. So and as they're waking up Prue, we now have the fuck park in the sky. So in her book, um, Badass, Shannon Doherty writes that the day she was seeing the scene where Andy dies, her dad was very ill and her best friend, who was on the show, so we're assuming Holly Marie Combs, wasn't speaking to her over a misunderstanding. She was very hurt and scared and tapped into those emotions for the scene. After that, she felt relaxed. So... There's your tidbit. So you see this seat swing. It's like this a blue background. It's surrounded by like angel clouds. And Andy proves like, Andy, what's going on? Where are we? And he's like, I'm not really sure. I hoped I would have gotten here at some point, but I didn't think it was going to be so soon. I do know that I have to stay here, but you have to go back. And Prue's like, I don't understand. And he tells her that he did break his promise. He came to the house. um, Phoebe's premonition did come true. We were not supposed to stop my death. Kind of makes sense to Prue now. And she's like, wait a minute, Andy, no. And Andy is okay with it. He's like, I've accepted it. It's my destiny. Um. I know that now. Very like, I think we talked about this in Very a couple matter of episodes. Of like this whole, like the whole Catholic thing, and mm-hmm. it's my destiny. If I have to do it for my moral code, then it's fine. So I think mm-hmm. his faith plays in heavy here. Uh, he tells Prue that her destiny, however, is to continue See, on, saving and that more everything happens for a reason. You taught me that, baby girl. Prue says that this isn't fair. And Annie says, you need to go back. You need to make sure your sisters do not reset the time loop because then or you and your sisters will vain. die. And my death would be in vain. And Prue's like, I'm going to kill everybody. Fuck this shit. I thought- And he's um, like, um, he like, you're not a murderer. Rodriguez ain't human. Right. But in this scene, I definitely thought of, um, you remember in Avengers part one, where Thanos rips the shit out of out of his head. And she goes like full batshit crazy. That's what I was mm-hmm. expecting here. I was expecting Prue to go like full batshit crazy and just like obliterate everything in her path. But she doesn't because Prue says, I don't want to lose you. They actually do kiss here. He says, I'll always be there for you. And then you start to hear Phoebe's voice calling her back. Into the land of Calling the living. Calling all angels. Are we doing no. that? No. Okay. <laughs> no. No. Um, <laughs> Prue, because she's already had the conversation with her recently deceased love, she does ask where Andy is, and the camera pans to him lying on the floor with a blanket covering him. I wonder, and in this scene, I thought, do they use that blanket again? Like, do they wash it and, oh. like, they're watching TV as sisters and they're cuddled up with it. Like, what do you do with the What do they do with the body is what I wanted to know. We'll have that conversation when we get there because it mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. Um, 
how they tied Rodriguez up makes no sense because he's still a full right, grown right. man. But so, well, I'm, I guess he was frozen, so they did what they had to do. Um, well, doesn't moving him unfreeze him? I don't know. So Piper is trying to explain to Prue that it happened fast. When Rodriguez was attacking, he ran into the door. He was trying to save us. Prue is like, okay, and he'll succeed, but we need the Book of Shadows. Um, she talks about the spell that they that they saw to accelerate time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we don't want to accelerate time. We want to reverse it. That's what Piper says. And he's like, no, we're going to accelerate it. That's the only chance we have to break the time loop. Phoebe's like, but you understand that if we break the time loop, we can't save Andy. Yeah, you dumb and, stunt. Leave me alone. Stop rubbing it in. Right? Prue has accepted the fact that Andy is gone and says the whole spell, which is wings, winds of time gather round, give me wings to speed my way, rush me on my journey forward, let tomorrow be today. Rodriguez can feel that the spell is unraveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go back into the penthouse and we see Tempest basically like, oh shit. Um, and he returns from whence he came. So and Prue is like, see, it's like this quiet, restrained monster. Yeah. And she goes to untie him. Wait, quick two. And they're like, what the notes. fuck are you doing? Quick notes. So, two quick notes. So this is the first um, of a few episodes where the charmed ones defeat a demon without ever meeting them in person. Because remember, Tempest is doing all this from the sidelines. He has never come into any room. He's never shared a scene with any of the sisters. So we see him be defeated, essentially, but not... But There's no, like, Jerry Orbach's eyes winning remark. That's going to be in my head for the longest time, DT dubs. Anyway, um, and it's, like I said... Um, it's also later revealed that Tempest was actually not vanquished. He was just defeated and seriously weakened. Unfortunately, when he turns back time in the season three finale, that actually does it for him. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, so Prue is uses her magic to untie him. Well, yeah, because Phoebe's like, I'm not going to untie him. What, what's wrong? Right. With We're not doing that. And she's like, well... Fuck you, Ben. And this just does it herself. Yeah. Um, and Piper's like, why are you doing that? Because he'll kill us. And she was like, well, if he really had the power to kill us, he wouldn't have needed Tempest. Um, and she t- basically tells him, like, bitch, get out of my house before I change my I mind and up. kill you. Right. He goes, you stupid witch. And he gets the about he the chair. It, he- the way he says it, he's like, you stupid bitch. And I feel like there's a lot of times they want to say you stupid bitch in this episode or in this show and which is just like the substitute yes. for it. Yes. So it looks like he's going to leave, but as all demons do, you know, the pride, was it the fall coming before the pride coming pride before, the before the fall? Yeah. So he gets towards the door. He stops his eye. He turns around and he's gone back into like, I guess his demon form. His eyes mm-hmm. go red. He throws an energy ball and Prue says, basically, Return to I already told you, don't play with me. <laughs> Returns to sender. He explodes and he turns into dust. She says, we may not be murderers, but we're no angels either. And like, you're she not a murderer. He's me. not human. She goes over to Andy, she kneels down, and she's having her last goodbyes with him. 
So the next scene, they are the funeral is, has ended because you see the cop cars pulling away from the, the cemetery. Yeah. Um, and this doesn't tie up for me. So who called? Did they call Daryl to be like your boy is here under a blanket? Well, before we do that, the song that I have on Peacock for the funeral scene is Alicia Grant, Sweet Memories. And your DVD scene was Calling All Angels by Jane Syberry or Seabury, whatever. And like, and so Katie it's, very, Lang. it's very poignant because you see like Daryl is in the middle and Piper and uh, Phoebe on either sides of him. And Prue's the last one to put a flower, put two flowers, a red rose and a red, I mean, a white rose and a red rose on his coffin. And she's just there sobbing and just being like, I love you more than all these other bitches. Even. I need a son to let me know you're here. <laughs> I hate you so much. Uh, what is wrong with you? But anyway, it's, it's very sad. It's very poignant. And no words are spoken in this scene either, which I think speaks volumes. I'm just so confused because how, how the fuck did we get Andy's body, body out of the, out house, the house without them girls not being arrested? <laughs> did she like, I mean, I guess she could. And there's no explanation for it at all. There's none. I'm hoping in season two that they do like wrap it up in a sense but i don't know i mean because i feel like they wrapped it up on the steps which we'll get to i mean i'm at you and so i feel like they buried him really quickly because the next scene we're back in the manor in the kitchen and mm-hmm. the weather girl is saying it's a gorgeous monday so he died wednesday night and he was buried by sunday mm-hmm. and typically during investigations they take a while um, so what are they what are they covering up? I'm just assuming it's a Monday. We don't know if it's the that direct Monday, but it's a Monday. Because if we're being honest, her if it if he died on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days. She was just grieving. Like where's the investigation? Cause it, I cause mean they clean no, they cleared still- him. They cleared his name in four days. I mean, days. the investigation into his death, it clearly wasn't, you know, like he didn't die of natural causes. No causes. So you would he have was to clearly a the... Did he get, like, did she just, like, fucking bring him back to his house and, like, set his body up in front of the fucking television? It was like he got electrocuted or some shit? I don't fucking know. Yeah, it just doesn't make, make any sense. It's a very big plot hole. Yeah. yeah. So Phoebe kind of makes a joke that her opening, you know, shtick is getting boring. Piper then, you know, maybe she should hire Joanne to boost her ratings. Uh, We find out that uh, Piper never rescheduled the segment because she has decided to leave Quake. She does not want to be a manager anymore. Her dream was to be a chef and have her own restaurant. And while Quake was a good job, it wasn't her dream. And Phoebe's like, I think that's great. And if you need any help trolling the classifieds, that's me. Don't you take that because help. She's never you gotten a job. <laughs> Girl. Girl. She's so fine at her dream. You know what your dream is. Right. So 
They go outside and Prue is looking very woebegone on the steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're asking her if she's all right. And she says that she is because Andy's been exonerated. So they are now looking for Rodriguez, which we know mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. And Piper makes and Prue a joke is just, at that point. She's just like, good luck. Right. <laughs> Prue is basically saying that like everything that we've been through since they became witches um, gave her a good feeling because mm-hmm. yeah, they screw up our personal lives, but because they do good things together, it helps offsets the bad things. Phoebe mm-hmm. says she's really going to miss Andy. Piper says it's going to be really sad without him. Prue is like, well, something says that he'll always be with us and that they better get like, ready for work. And I'm like, how, such bitch? a weird shift. Because, like, I hate the way that they, like, they said that because it kind of leaves it kind of open-ended as if um, we would see him again. See, and, and, like, we don't. We don't. You know what has been really cool? Oh, let me wrap up this and then I'll say, like, what would mm-hmm. be really cool. So, um, they kind of shift over to wrap up the final, the the second plot. She says, you better get ready for work. And Piper goes, I'll tell her later. And Prue's like, tell me what? And Piper's like, oh, nothing. It's not important. They all walk inside. And you see Prue use her finger and close the door. Mm-hmm. I think if Andy hadn't left the way that he did, because he didn't leave on good terms, he was essentially let go of Charmed. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have come back as a white lighter. It'd have been perfect. Moral code. I think he probably would have been a white right. lighter. Yeah. He would have been a white lighter. They had to, because like in later seasons, when like another Andy dies, they reward him by making him a white lighter. Yeah. So like, I mean, but it's also the first season. So can we really hold that much against them? Because things are still being Well, I mean, out. Nobody wants to see your booty hole, bro. She's talking to her cat. Um, I mean, when you go into the reason why he left, wasn't there a situation between him and Prue? Yeah. I think that's the reason why he didn't come back versus, oh, time versus like other people who have, you know, who are main stars on the show and have left and have come back to kind of fuck out that thing. I get that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you knew he wasn't coming back, don't set up this, don't set the shit up as if he well, is. Well, maybe, well, also to, you know, again, playing into that Catholic faith thing, maybe it was like, you know how somebody's like, oh, I'm really going to miss my mom. And they'll be like, oh, she's always looking out for you up there in heaven. So that's. I mean, I get that. But like, this ain't a Catholic show. This is a witch show. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. I guess also episode is wrapped. Season one is wrapped. Um, season so one is during wrapped. season wrap, I mean during season one, the Trump ones and their associates vanquish eight warlocks, fourteen demons, one ghost, one dark lighter, one wendigo, one lord of war, and two mortals. A total of twenty eight evil beings. Jesus, who are the mortals? Yes. The sister. And Luther's stuff Luther doesn't count. Hmm. The mom doesn't die in Wedding from Hell. So they don't vanquish any. I don't remember them vanquishing mortals. The only mortal I know who dies is like um, 
the sister from Gabriel's Luther's episode. sister, right? Gabriel's sister. Gabriel, Gabriel, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, either way, 28 beings, it is what it is. Um, do I have any other uh, end of season notes? No. Three, would you have changed anything? I literally would have just changed how campy Rodriguez um, is in this episode. Like, I understand that like, he's developed, like, he's, with every loss, he gets more and more unhinged. But, bro, you should It makes no to, sense. Yeah, like, you shouldn't have the club for no reason. Um, for the love interest chemistry, I gave it, you know, a nine out of 10. And like I said, at the top of the episode, I want a man to love me like this. Just not be as dumb. (laughs) Cause like, all you had to do was stay home. All you had to do was stay home. But ultimately it's him distracting Rodriguez that saves Phoebe and Piper. So I guess. Death was imminent. So I guess you couldn't have saved him you couldn't save i'm glad you couldn't save him without save all them hoes i know and it is what it is but like geez knock on the door throw something start shooting so he ducks like do something um i'm glad that we'll see in season two piper following her dream job mm-hmm. which she'll probably get before phoebe actually gets any jobs <laughs> i mean you're not wrong um, um, I also do like the fact that while Phoebe in combat is useless, she was able to figure out what was going on and be quick about it Yeah, um, and come up with a plan. So kudos to Phoebe, because I know we've definitely been dragging her through the muck of these last couple of episodes. I mean, she drags herself anyway. Um, but yeah, I do. I do really appreciate that Like she puts the pieces. And like it's not even... From the first time set reset, she's on it, and her like, well, what's going on? What's happening? I don't, I don't. Why is Kit being this weird? All that's happening, right. and I do appreciate that for her, and how quickly she loops her sisters in on it. It's not her going at it alone. She's in like she feels something is off, and she says it. So that's perfect. Um, you see, like the growth. Um. I think like I, mean, I, could, I just happen to rating it because I think that well, just wait, wraps up. This se- okay, I guess yeah. Let's wrap this up because I was also going to ask you like, with the season completely coming to an end, was there anything that you might have changed in the season? But let's wrap up the episode first. Yeah, um, I'm gonna give. I gave this like seven and a half big sister energy. Seven and a half. I gave it seven and a half big sister energy. I was like, I don't know. And I think, you know what? You're right. It probably did deserve an eight. But because of that uh, Rex and Hannah not getting their credit, I'm going to leave it as a seven and a half. Okay. Okay. Um, Prue has a lot of big sister energy. There's a lot of big sister energy in this episode. Whether yeah. it's baby sister, whether it's Phoebe being the baby sister with big sister energy or Prue just being the big sister. It's just, you know, it just makes my heart happy. They, they did what needed to be done and it was handled yeah. the way it needed to be handled. Um, 
Emperor sacrificing her love for the greater cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lesson that like they need to learn and needed to learn. Because like last week we saw it with Piper where she's just like, magic has never failed me. I can't believe it's failing me now type shit. And now this, but it's, it's the difference in learning you're blocking your blessing versus now nah, this is what needs to happen. And I think learning those two lessons back to back did the series really well because you kind of, right. you kind of, you see the growth in everybody. Like Piper at the beginning of the series was this all about Quake and getting these numbers across and, you know, just being kind of, you know, a doormat for lack of a better term. And by the end mm-hmm. of the series, she's just like, you know what? I may not have the man, I may not have the career, but I'm a damn good person and I am going to <laughs> and I'm gonna do what I needs to what needs to be done. And okay. she steps away from Quake. She steps away like she steps away from Quake in that F in that essence in with the whole thing with Food Network. And she steps away from Quake overall to follow her path because if it, like she's Do you not think happy. The Food Network segment might have helped her launch her dream job. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's very weird that they made her like quit because I mean we see it all the fucking time. Like not the same thing, but the same thing. Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye was like Margaret Cho's makeup stylist. On um, like what was that show? Like fashion divas or like whatever show they were talking about. Like this is what people wore this week type of shit. Either way, okay. But now he's Jonathan Van Ness of Queer Eye, and it's just like yeah, like okay, cool. We did this little segment on her from the Food Network, how she turned Quake from like being some boring drab place to like Quake because if, if it's People are here to do the segment. Apparently, it has to be like something good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think like she kind of shot herself in the foot with that because, like, yeah, I would have quit. I would have did the segment then quit. But yep. where are they now? Yeah, but when you're done, you're done, and she was done. Um, Phoebe, I give I, it a, a good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Phoebe, fuck Phoebe. Continue. I mean, <laughs> Phoebe. I mean. Her getting to the point, like, if we're, I always bring this up every episode, but, like, how she handled Christina Milian's mom and how she handled Andy's death, those are night and day. Like, she was, like, she's under, she has a better understanding of her power. She has a better understanding of herself. And I think she understands that she's lost and she just need, she's trying to find, she's trying to, like, center herself. And in that, she's getting better at, like, communicating and doing what needs to be done and putting those pieces together. So hooray. She get better at being the first line of defense, bro. I think she does eventually. Eventually. <laughs> Just not enough for Andy, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I if you want to be honest, solid... it's all Kit's fault. Prue fucking got Leo killed last week and Kit got Andy killed this week. You know, 
And when that comes up later, we have to remember to bring that up because I can't. But, you know, when it comes up later, mm-hmm. I would have. Yeah, um, I give it eight out of ten cold case files. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's anything else that you would change with the direction of the season besides not having them three men write them episodes. Um, I, I think, and I obviously it's a big ask, but I feel like watching this season and I watched this episode last night with my partner and he was even like, they don't care about their well being at all. Cause like, we we glossed over it, but like Phoebe's like this is deja vu. Something's weird. Something's happening, and they brush her off pretty quickly. Like, girl, shut your ass up, and what? bruh, please. Jeremy told you guys that like evil beings will be coming after you guys, and you know I'm always gonna bring that shit back up, and y'all just never be ready. And like as as women, we always have we always have a game plan for protection. Like we have mates. Do we, we have, though, as women? Because I feel like I mean, look at all the weapons we have available. Like, look how many. Okay, like, okay. oh, when you walk home late at night, have your phone out and pretend that you're on a call, so people will think that you're like somebody's waiting for you or expecting you. Um, switch your ways home so you, you like don't get stuck in the routine so they can't map out your steps. Like we have ways of protecting ourselves. And like right. none of that is ever really displayed in this show, really. And I when, mean, but how many times have we watched a show where it's like, girl, girl. No, no, I just girl. feel like <laughs> there's like a, an awareness that's just that doesn't do a doesn't do the show any good. Like okay, evil like demons again. Wow, <laughs> like that's what happens. That's that's kind of like the feel in the show, and it's just kind of like after episode four, bitch, demons into your regular life, and it it like this whole again, like. It just, it doesn't do them any, it doesn't do anything for the show and it just makes the viewing experience kind of like, they're not this dumb. Why y'all making them be this dumb? Like, come on. But outside of that, yeah. Overall, you know, they did a very good, the arc between, um, I was going to say their real names, uh, Prue and, I mean, Prue and Phoebe, you know, from, from enemies to friends to sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that continues to play out in season two. But it was, here we are. Here we are, face to face. Okay. (laughs) Um, What are your notes for the season ending? I mean, I knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. You kind of start to see that set up that it was coming. Um. I think, honestly, with Andy saying that he couldn't see himself with Prue anymore, it would have been weird to continually have them play that Will they, won't tension, they? Right, throughout the rest of the season. So yeah, because then you would have to coming. go into like, her watching him be with somebody else. and 
right. and we already knew that Andy don't listen because he ran underneath, you know, to help save those kids and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm. We start to see towards the last couple of episodes, Daryl becoming well. Now he's aware of the supernatural, and he's aware that Peru is a witch. So I'm hoping that we get a solid, you know, couple of scenes from Daryl moving forward. I'm here for Piper. I'm definitely, I'm rooting for my girl. Like mm-hmm. I said earlier, she left. She was like, there's an innocent to save versus I got shit to do. <laughs> um, but it'll, I'll also be interested, I guess, from a season two perspective with Piper quitting her job, how that's going to play with the dynamics between Piper and Prue, because now everything kind of falls on the Prue. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that plays out versus how it played out with Prue and Phoebe. So those, I think those are my couple of notes, like looking forward to season two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while, 22 episodes. <laughs> it has, it has. Um, and yeah, I think, I think it's a really good place where we leave it. Um, I think the last, from that 70s episode on, we see a growth and a shift in the girls. Yes. And, and the writing. <laughs> and I think that's where we're like, they start finding their sweet spot in that, in from that 70s episode on. And um, I'm excited to see where season two goes. Yeah. I don't really remember a lot from season two, if I'm being completely honest, but does that even matter? Um, we nope. have a podcast about it. Um, but yeah, that has been... Season one of Charm. So we will announce here, I guess, that we'll be taking a break between season one and season two as we start to do some things in the background, trying to get our video set up for you guys. So you can see all the crazy shit that happens <laughs> as we're actually recording the audio. So we're as she's yawning at me. So fucking rude. I'm, um, I'm hungry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm bothering you. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm wrapping it up. I'm wrapping it up. So we're going to hopefully have season two with video for you guys starting that right up um, and all of that good stuff. So give us a couple of weeks, a few weeks to get that started. We will not forget you. We're coming back. We promise. Um, I think that's it. So some witches be hoes. Blessed be. <laughs> Bless it be. <laughs>